Welcome to Stories for Wonderful Children, the podcast where I share the recordings of the bedtime stories I've told my children over the years. I'm Dan Wendelin, your host and storyteller. In today's story, originally told in September of 2008, we return to the world of Ia and Dak. Several years have passed. Are you eager to find out what our heroes have been up to? Well, let's get to the story. Enjoy. Ia and Shan dated for three years. And at the end of those three years, Shan asked Ia to marry him, and she said yes. And they were married in a grand royal wedding ceremony, and Shan became the prince consort of the kingdom. Prince consort. Prince consort is when you are married to a queen, but you do not rule. A king and queen rule a kingdom together. But if you marry a queen, but the queen is still going to rule, and you're just her husband, but you're not a king, you're not in charge of the kingdom, then you are the prince consort. And that's what Shan was, because he did not want to rule the kingdom. He was perfectly happy being Ia's husband and being a storm mage, and that was quite enough to keep him busy. He did not want the responsibilities of ruling a kingdom. And Ia was quite happy being queen and ruling on her own, because she had trained all her childhood to be a good queen, and her people loved her and thought that she was an excellent queen. Ia and Shan were very happy together. But they worried. They worried about Dak. Because Dak seemed very busy with all the business of the kingdom. He trained the armies, he trained the guards, he inspected the roads, he inspected the bridges, he inspected the castle walls, he oversaw the taxmen. He helped with judging of uh, disputes. But Ia and Shan were worried about him because Dak, they thought, seemed lonely. They always invited him to have dinner with them, and frequently he did. But they always worried because it seemed that sometimes he would stand on the castle wall and he would look out over the fields, and he looked sad. They tried introducing him to unmarried women about his age, hoping that he would find a girlfriend, because they thought it would be nice for him to be happy and to find someone to marry like they had. And finally, one night, when Ia found Dak, standing on the ramparts of the castle, gazing out over the night-drenched fields. She said, Dak, what is it? What's wrong? Why do you look so sad? Why do you not have anyone to share your life with? And Dak said, oh, yeah. He said, do you remember that trip that we took to visit mom and dad on the tropical island? 
And Ea said, yes. And Dak said, and do you remember how when it was time to go, you and Shan flew back and I came back on a ship? And Ea said, yes. And Dak said, well, I never told you the story of what happened on that trip back. And Ea said, tell me. He said, well, it's a three-week voyage from Mom and Dad's tropical island. And we had been on board the ship for about ten days. And I was starting to get bored. And the sailors didn't want me to help them, because at that time I didn't really know much about sailing. And so I was fishing. And I was fishing over the side of the boat. And I was having an odd time fishing because I would cast in and trail the line for a while and I would feel a jerk on it like I had a fish and I would start to reel the fish in, the fish would be fighting and then all of a sudden it would just be gone. And the, when I reeled it in, the hook would be gone too. Leah said, well, that's not strange, is it? I mean, after all, lots of times you get lines that snap. And Dak said, yeah, but this just didn't happen once. This happened five, six, seven times. The fish was being reeled in, and all of a sudden the line would just go loose, and the hook would be gone. He said, the next time I decided that I was suspicious, there was something funny going on. And so I cast my line in the water, but I cast it not far away from the boat, but just right up near the boat, so I could see the hook trailing in the clear water underneath the boat, because it was so clear. He said, and I could see the great fishes of the deep swimming back and forth, some of them bigger than you or I, one of them very deep, so deep that it was so far away I could barely see it, must have been as big as our boat. But I was watching my hook, and soon a fish came up and it took the hook, and I started to reel it in, and just as the fish was about to leave the water, a shape swam up so swiftly, I, I almost thought it was in my imagination, but it looked like a girl with a tail, like a fish, and she did something to my line. There was a flash, like of a knife or scissors, and then my line was cut again. And I stood there, and I stared, and she turned, and Ea, she was so beautiful. She had the most beautiful blonde hair I'd ever seen, and she had the face of an angel. And do you know what she did, said Dak? No, said he, what? She stuck her tongue out at me, and she made a terrible face, said Dak. And then she grinned, and she swam off. She'd been cutting my fish off my line all day, yeah. Well, I was mad at the time. I decided to give up fishing for the day. I reeled in, but I continued to keep wandering back to the side, looking for her. I just couldn't get her out of my mind, he said. But despite looking all that day, and the next, and the next, I never saw her again. At times, I would see a shape swimming swiftly by, Sometimes I would think it was her, and I'd, I'd run to get a closer look, and it would just be a dolphin or a shark. And sometimes 
It would be just a shadow that I couldn't get a good look at, but I did not see another glimpse of that beautiful blonde hair. And then, he said, and then on the third day after I had seen her, a great storm came. The sailors reefed the sails, and the ocean turned from that beautiful see-through color like glass and became an angry thing, dark, with black clouds in the sky. And the wind began to blow. The ship was tossed up and down like a cork bobbing on huge waves back and forth. And the storm got worse and worse. And even the sailors who had seen many storms looked frightened. I thought for sure that the ship would be crushed by the waves. And that's when it happened. Yes, squinted her eyes. She said, I remember something about this storm. And Dax said, my line, my lifeline that held me to the ship, it snapped, and I was washed overboard. What? said Ea. You never told me that. No, said Dax. There's no reason why I should be alive. He said, I was washed into that stormy sea, and the waves were too big, and I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't swim, and my head was below the water, and I thought that I was never going to see you, or our beautiful kingdom, or mom, or dad, or Shan ever again. He said, but as the water closed over my head, I felt something grabbed me he said and i could not see in that black stormy sea but i knew i knew that it was her yeah and then she kissed me and i found that i could breathe under the water and all through that stormy night we swam hand in hand and when the storm had passed in the morning and I could see her again, she smiled at me and I smiled at her and she held my hand and she swam me back to the ship. And I have never been able to forget her. The sailors lowered a rope and I climbed up, though I did not want to. And I blew her a kiss and she blew one to me and then she swam away. And Ia, I have never been able to forget her. I don't know her name. And that is why I throw myself into my work around the castle, and training the guards and doing the work of the kingdom. If I work hard enough, I'm able to put her out of my mind and to forget for a while that the most lovely woman that I've ever seen is a mermaid I must certainly never see her again. I must never know her name. But sometimes on nights like this, when there's nothing to do, I feel so alone and I miss her so terribly much. Ia looked at him for a minute and she said, Dak, that is quite possibly the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire life. He looked really surprised. She said, what do you mean you can't ever see her again? Go! I order you as your queen. Go, take a boat, and sail until you find her. 
If she is what will bring you happiness, then you must go and find her and find a way to communicate with her. Dak said, but, but how will I ever find her? Ia said, I don't know, Dak. But wandering around, moping, and being unhappy for the rest of your life is definitely not a good option. So go. This is your queen speaking. I've given you an order. Dak just stared at her for a minute, and then he began to smile. And he bowed, and he said, yes, my queen. And he ran down to make preparations. Thanks for listening to Stories for Wonderful Children. I created today's story, but heckling and clever commentary were supplied by my children. The theme music was created by Brandon Thompson, and the logo was designed by Silas Wendelin. If you know someone who might enjoy the stories, please tell them about the show. Our website is storiesforwonderfulchildren.com, and preview snippets are posted to most social media. I'm Dan Wendelin, reminding you to tell someone you love a story.